Welcome to the Soul Purpose Show, where we focus on black people's stuff. What we do is face issues of race from a unique black perspective. Uh, we talk about sex. Uh, actually, we discuss all types of relationship issues. Uh, we definitely get political. Really, all aspects of pop culture. Can we also talk about kids? Now, we'll definitely explore the challenges of raising a family. Well, that all sounds groovy. So stay tuned for another episode of the Soul Purpose Show. Groovy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So we're going to talk about the subject of interracial dating today. So I guess, the, you know, the, the first question, which is probably makes this subject so relevant in today's society is, is interracial dating really a threat to the black family uh, as we know it? Uh, we know what the statistics uh, show, and I'm going to get into that a little bit uh, about the um, about how, how much more common it is to see uh, interracial dating and interracial marriage and the children uh, that are uh, uh, produced from uh, from those relationships, but uh, but really the but the core issue is uh, as we think about the black family and the issues that face the black family is uh, you know is is this a detriment or is this something or is it an evolution? Um, so uh, so we're going to dive into that a little bit. Uh, I, guess, I guess that's really a good place to start. Is it a threat? I think you have to define threat. I don't know what I don't define threat. I mean, if you think about, you know, the black family is uh, is is historically comprised of, you know, obviously two people of African descent. You know, we think of culture. We think of the culture that we brought here, um, you know, from Africa that was eventually morphed into uh, African-American slave culture. And then kind of born out of that, um, you know, slave culture are uh, what we know as is uh, kind of the black traditions um, in this country. And all of the things that we do, including religion, including the way we talk and communicate with one another, the fact that we choose one another uh, as mates is a part of our uh, a part of our tradition. The fact that we jump the broom uh, as a part of our tradition, we choose one another as mates. And so we have, you know, little black kids, we have little brown kids and we raise them um, to think about, you know, race and, and, and attitudes a certain way. Uh, obviously, when we date interracially and when we marry interracially, um, you know, the the first threat to that is is the fact that, you know, now we start to take that dynamic and we dilute it uh, because, you know, one half of that relationship uh, is no longer um, African-American. So uh, so that's that's really kind of the that's what's that's what's meant by threat. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily um, I mean, I guess within the construct of your of the way you framed it possibly but i don't necessarily consider it a threat i mean to me threat means a complete dilution of um or eradication of and i don't necessarily think that's um the case i think if i mean obviously we're not in an interracial relationship and and i'm i've been told that i'm hypocritical about my position relative to interracial relationships and dating but um i think it depends on the two parties involved um and i think it really depends on um, how they make a decision to merge the two 
um, cultures um, and the two backgrounds and experiences. I think if there is an appreciation from the um, non-black uh, partner um, that they're going to be inclusive of um, black culture and whatever children are produced as a result of that union will have an appreciation and embrace um, their black culture, um, which is a part of them, then I don't think it necessarily dilutes um, the black family based on the definition that you gave. Um, now, if, that, if that's not something that they can come to an agreement with, I mean, it, you know, similarly, I think, you know, if you're married to, if you're a black person, you're married to someone who's of Latin descent or you're married to a person that's Irish, um, I think there has to be a an equal um, respect um, and embracing of um, both cultures, particularly when you have um, children. Um, or even if you don't, I think it's, if you're going to be um, bound together in a relationship and marriage, I mean, even if you have two black people in a marriage, there are certain things that you like that I don't necessarily like and certain things that that um, that I like that you don't necessarily like. I may have repeated myself, but at any rate, you get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you try in a marriage, because it's a partnership, to respect each other's um, it, personalities, um, the things that they appreciate, um, the things that um, they enjoy. And while we are both African-American, we were raised in two different parts of the state, um, raised in two different um, um, decades because we're 10 years apart. So there's certain things that you have an appreciation for that I don't necessarily have an appreciation for because of the 10-year age difference. Um, and our experiences growing up were very different. So I think I don't necessarily think the interracial dating per se is a threat to the black family um, based on the definition that you provided because if I think if both parties are willing and open to embrace each other's culture, both I mean you, the the the, the counter argument is is if someone Irish marries somebody black, is the Irish culture being threatened, or is an Irish family uh, being uh, threatened in some way? So I don't necessarily think I don't necessarily think so. So let's so let's give it a little historical perspective. We know in 1967, I believe, was the Loving case, right, and <laughs> yeah. and that was made into a movie. Um, it was a landmark legal challenge, um, and and for those of you who saw the movie or are familiar with the case, uh, you know that um, you know the the fact that these this couple you know loved one another, uh, but were of uh, of different races. It was actually illegal for them uh, to marry in certain states. They, yeah, they in, were in Virginia. In certain states, and they and they were in the state of Virginia where it was illegal. Misogynation was the was the phrase which is kind of a cool term i don't know what that i don't know exactly what that means but whatever it is it sounds kind of kind of cool but that's why i'm married to a lawyer um so that's 1967 we know that that case went all the way to the supreme court uh and the supreme court uh unanimously struck down that law since 1967 and at that time there was uh you know there was a very 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 small percentage like less than three percent uh of people who were even in uh interracial uh marriages um, fast forward to 2015, and that number is up to 17%. So, um, you know, obviously, during the course of the first, you know, 20 to 30 uh, years of interracial couples uh, uh, um, getting married, um, there have been a, a lot of things that have happened during the course of that time. Um, here's a question, you know, 17% now, 2015. Um, if that number continues to grow, um, does that create 
the threat, the aforementioned uh, threat, because, you know, what? who's to say that another 30 or 40 years that 50 percent of all marriages are from, you know, people who have decided to, to you know, to date and then marry outside of uh, outside of their race. Is this trend just going to continue or do, is it going to is it going to, you know, kind of top off, top out at some point? Um, I don't know. I mean, if you make the counter argument is interracial, does interracial dating threaten um, white, you know, the traditional white families. I mean, I think, um, I think your culture is what your culture is. And I think if you're, um, black culture is very strong, it's very rich. Uh, and I think that if you are going to marry someone of a different race, then you, there has to be a respect and appreciation for the richness of the culture. So, I mean, you have black folks that don't really know their history. So um, that are, you know, black couples that don't really do all of the cultural things that black folks are quote unquote supposed to do. So, um, you know, if you, if you're engaged in a relationship and you're married to someone who is of a different race, I think it's incumbent upon you to ensure that both cultures are respected and valued and celebrated equally. Um, And then if you can't do that, then yeah, I mean, you know, it's possible, but I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think so and i think talking about the loving case and the um the supreme court's ruling ruling um the state law unconstitutional um i think even though it was not enforced and i could be wrong so i have to fact check this i think alabama was one of the few states that just most recently struck their anti-misogenation law from the books yeah so okay so all right so let me challenge one thing when you saw when you talk about this culture you know culture versus race and, I, and i've always kind of been a strong proponent of of the strength of culture versus race what what's happening in, in an interracial relationship i don't know is which culture well listen now i mean i guess that's the purpose that, that we're exploring this topic but so is is one culture uh becoming the other culture is one culture become beco- uh, subjugating itself to the other um, culture is it, it, it when a black person marries a white person is the culture all of a sudden more respective of the African American tradition or is the culture really just kind of blending into um, you know a more, more European or more American or more white if you will based culture which culture is uh, is becomes the predominant culture I don't know the answer to that question I mean I I, I think it you know if our one of if any of our listeners are involved or are um, married in an, in an interracial marriage, um, it'd be interesting to kind of find see what your feelings or thoughts are about that. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. So I mean, I don't. You know, if you're you're you have some Jamaican in you, not mm-hmm. very much, but you do. And let's say that you were immersed in the Jamaican Caribbean culture, um, and I'm not. My father said frequently that our ancestors were released from slavery in Escambia County, and my mom is from Mississippi, Memphis. So, um, and based on my brother's DNA test, we black, black. So, um, 87% African, no doubt. Okay. Um, so, I don't know, and, and because those are two different cultures. We're both black, but I think um, the Caribbean culture is very different than African-American culture because our experiences are different. Um so I don't know if you were immersed in your Jamaican heritage, whether or not my black American being the descendant of African slaves, African American American slaves, um, would it would be diluted? It would just be it would be something that we would try to have to figure out. There are things that you would celebrate that I would not be familiar with because that wasn't how I grew up, and vice versa. Okay, well let's talk about something that you do have. Uh... 
an opinion on um, because it involves, uh, it, you know, let's personalize this, mm -hmm. right? So we know the culture that we um, celebrate in our home because of our, uh, because of our similar lineage, um, but we also have a child. Okay. And, and, and if our son, uh, you know, to use, you know, kind of to use that colloquialism, <clears throat> you know, if she can't, if she can't use my comb, <laughs> don't bring, you know, don't bring her home. So, um, so what happens if, uh, our son decides <clears throat> that he is going to, um, you know, bring someone home that does not look like you, that does not look like us, that does not, is from a different culture. Um, you know, what, what would be the thought, the first thing that kind of pops into your head is, as, uh, as he walks in the door with her. I would not be in favor of it. Okay. Now, why would you not be in favor of it? Um, well, for number one. I am a firm believer, and this is not always the case, but I believe that if a young man has a good relationship with their mother, they tend to gravitate towards um, or marry someone that reminds them of their mom. And so my thought would be, I, I would, whether this is right or wrong, I would think it would be an affront to me um, and how he feels about me if he um, made a decision that he wasn't going to marry someone that looked like me now that may be wrong that may not be in the popular opinion but that's honest um and you know and, and the other thing is the other question i would have is we're a pretty if people who follow me on facebook i'm pretty raw and i'm pretty straight up about race relations and so i would have to feel comfortable number one um that whoever this young lady was i wouldn't have to temper what i said in my home in order not to uh potentially offend her now i would never say anything that was obviously outwardly offensive but it, there may be something that she's old, sensitive about that i say relative to our conversations dealing with race um that she may get offended by and so you have to when you're to me the challenge is when you're when you are engaged you can't marriage is difficult in and of itself and if you feel that you have to be guarded about what you say and the conversations you have in the confines of a relationship how honest are you really so that's the first thing the second part is I would want to know how her family is receiving my son. If we're welcoming um, to her and, and, and embrace her in our family, I'm going to have a serious problem if I find out that on the flip side, she wanting, her family wasn't embracing of my son. That's, that's problematic for me. Okay. That's problematic for me. Well, that's fair. And I think this is one of the um, issues where you and I, you know, feel, feel, kind of differently because you know let's go back to 1967 you know what's happening during this period of time i mean it's kind of the height of the civil rights movement as a matter of fact it's uh you know the year before uh before dr king was assassinated so you know all of the gains that were made by black people during the civil rights movement the laws that were changed really kind of reflected in this what in my opinion dr king uh marched for and fought for was that uh, was for integration to really put an end to the attitude of because of our differences and because of the color of our skin that we should be you know somehow inclined to feel a certain way about one another and in my the way I interpreted you know uh, you know his his dream if you will his vision that one day you know the sons of former slaves and the uh, sons of former slave owners you know sit together. Uh, and dwell in the, uh, you know, at the table of, of, uh, of brotherhood. Um, I kind of looked at that as, uh, you know, at some point it really shouldn't even matter. 
You know, if 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 uh, if if he decides to bring someone home that he loves and that she loves him and all of the other attitudes that you, that you just described, you know, from the parents, how the parents feel about it and, and, and that kind of thing. Like to me, all of that stuff really kind of becomes secondary to the reality, which is, um, you know, this is somebody who you love and this is somebody who you care for. So it becomes incumbent upon us, I think. Um, to to alter those attitudes, mm-hmm. we can make we can make them aware, um, but but certainly to alter those attitudes to say, listen, um, you know, this is what you guys are going to be up against. But at the end of the day, we welcome you because uh, of exactly what Dr. King described. Well, I'm not going to say Dr. King was fighting so people could get, be engaged in interracial relationships. So I'm not that's not going to go that far. But my my concern is so. Let me back up. If I have a good friend who is a strong, she's a white girl who's a strong ally. I mean, she, she understands, she understands racism may not be the correct term, but she gets it. So she, she understands, um, in, in terms of the fact that she gets it, she gets the fact that when we talk about certain things from a black perspective, we're not making stuff up and being uber sensitive. If miles came to the house with the with the young woman that Miles was, is our son, by the way. If mm-hmm. Miles came home with a, a young woman who was bouted like Mandy, not a problem, not a problem at all. Because I recognize that she knows. I'm I'm as a black man, I am concerned that if something happens to my son in the world, that when he comes home to if he, when he's married comes home and is seeking solace and a listening ear, that he's going to have a wife that that either understands and can. Uh, well, gets it and can um, sympathize with them because they've been there too. So they have some shared experiences relative to the racism that you may face out in the world, or at least has an ear such that they won't try to try to argue a different position to get you to see it a different way. Unless you've experienced racism or unless someone's called you a nigga to your face or treated you as such or called you a boy when you were a grown man or you've been stopped by a cop just because you're driving down the street in a nice car and you're harassed by a police officer, unless that's happened to you and you know how that feels, to come home and, and try to share that with somebody who you who says they love you and they're like, well, maybe they didn't mean it that way. That's, that's dismissing their whole experience. Mm-hmm. So for me, my, the, my hesitation relative to that is um, that that's not, that's not the experience that I want for my son. The other thing is, you know, and I don't know how far you're going to get into, get into this, there's a lot of black women out there that I know who are single, professional, bad chicks that desire to be married to a black man. And so the other the other position I have is I get it, but one no other black girls, there were, there were no there were no African American young ladies that you could have um um found and 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 aligned yourself with and made a decision and this is per- the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with i mean you love who you love that's cool but I, I think that as a parent um and this is probably one of the reasons why a lot of folks join jack and jill and i don't know that i'm just kind of throwing that out there but you but you have the ability to have your child around other kids who have the same cultural experiences who who, who get it who um who who potentially may um have the same um encounters you they will in the world and so for me it just it just makes life easier 
So, all right, so let's deal with that because um, we are absolutely going to get into the issue of what about all of those other uh, black women and why aren't are those available black women not being chosen by uh, by black men uh, in some cases. So, yeah, uh, please stay tuned for an upcoming uh, episode on uh, on on that issue where we will get you know deeply into that uh, that issue. But let's go back to this whole thing about how hard or how easy it's going to be for someone to now deal with the fact that they have chosen outside of their race. And let's just assume for a moment um, to use your example that this chick is about it. You know, that, she, that she's going to be the person who understands when you come home and say that you've been discriminated against. And even though she can't relate from a, um, you know, from a race standpoint, from her own, her own you know, lived experiences uh, standpoint. She can still um, relate because she's aware, because she's woke, she's if you will. Okay, woke. so let's deal with so let's deal with that for a minute. Who cares how easy it is? Who cares how hard it is? I mean, the reality of it is, is it's going to be tough. It's tough to be a black person in America still in 2018. It is still 2019. It's still tough. It still exists. So, um, so when you fall in love with somebody and you make a choice to be with somebody. Uh, from a different culture, just just even if they're from a different culture, even if they're from a different background or socioeconomic background, you're going to have to deal with issues. And the reality of it is, is you have to be prepared to work through whatever those issues are. Now, I, don't, I, I personally don't care how easy or how hard it is. If I fall in love with you and you are who I have chosen to be with and our parents have an issue with it um, and, and the society has an issue with it, then then, you know, my thing is, is you got to be you got to be bold. You got to be correct and you got to work through uh, work through those issues just like uh, dealing with uh, any other implicit uh, or explicit differences in, well in, if you're in asking me if you're asking me my honest opinion which you did unless she's woke like when like mandy that my I'm, I'm gonna have i'm going to have I'm, I'm just being honest i'm gonna it's gonna cause me some create some pause for me okay all right it's well create some pause for me all right well, and i think it would create some pause for any black mom sorry i think it would create some pause for any black mom if i'm if, if we're being honest, I mean, you know, I'm being transparent, so that may not be received well by some folks, and that's fine. There's a lot of stuff that I say that people don't receive well, and I still say it. But oh, right. um, it, unless the young lady is woke like Mandy and some other people that I know and is willing to go to bat and be a real ally for for black folks and black causes, um, you know, unless it's, unless she's like that... Mm, I, I don't I, I don't I don't know only because only because I've seen like just on social media posts when certain people post stuff that some some folks they they consider themselves allies or they consider themselves aware but they're really not they're, 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 and, and again unless you get it get it um it's, it's, it's hard it's I mean it's, it's challenging it's um it's exhausting um, and so unless you have someone that's going to really be ride or die for you and your family and not just, you know, that's not just for you, but you, your family, your people, your, um, just everything and just be willing to just immerse themselves just like you immerse themselves in you. Um, it's going to be, cha- it's going to be challenging for me. Well, what we know is that the attitudes and the, um, and the feelings that are being, uh, expressed today really are in line with what the research says. There is a. Uh, there was research done by Allison Skinner. She's a um, psychology researcher out of Northwestern University. It was published last year um, that asked the question, how do Americans really feel 
about interracial couples. And, uh, and in that study, um, you know, they looked at both explicit bias and implicit bias, you know, explicit, obviously is, you know, are those, uh, those things that, you know, that we have some, uh, some that are deliberate, that we have some control over implicit, we have a little bit less control over. Um, and they are things that are kind of automatic, um, triggers we don't, because we don't realize that we even have, because we don't realize that we have them. And, and, uh, and that, and in that study, it absolutely shows, um, you know, it was based on reaction time. You know, when you, when you talk about, you know, positive, uh, you know, positive words associated with, um, and the reaction time from people who are predominantly white, um, you know, at, was, was absolutely quicker, uh, than for, uh, than for black people. So, um, so the predominant, uh, notion still, uh, suggests that, you know, bias is still inherent. Um, that white people are uh, inherently more biased against uh, race mixing uh, than black people. Uh, and, then the, and then the category uh, of, of individuals who have the least issue with it, obviously, are multiracial pe- people because they, because they have, um, you know, some, some, uh, some direct interaction. Uh, and the same goes with the explicit bias as well. Um, you know, although whites were, you know, kind of quicker uh, to the draw, if you will, to express explicit bias, um, you know, multiracial people actually, um, uh, you know, or on the negative scale, in other words, they, they, they don't have, they actually have more positive, uh, viewpoint of, uh, of bias. And so it does appear that your feelings, uh, mirror, um, you know, the rest of the country, uh, so far, um, we don't know where the, where, where the future is gonna, uh, where the future is gonna hold. But one of the things that, again, to just kind of, you know, bring this home, another observation that I have made is there seems to be a double standard. Um, you know, we talked about our son who happens to be an African-American boy. Uh, and as he grows, you know, choosing a, uh, a white woman. And I, and, I, and I know that there is a lot of sensitivity around, you know, what happens when black men choose, uh, choose white women. But, I, but I, my, my personal observation and opinion is it seems to be a different uh, set of circumstances when it's the other way around. Absolutely. And you mentioned that there are lots of available uh, you know, black women out there that are waiting to be chosen. And because, uh, um, you know, some would argue that black men don't choose those, uh, those black women, then they start to, um, then they start to date outside of their race. And so, um, this is what I call kind of the Serena Williams, uh, effect, um, because, you know, she is truly, you know, kind of a, 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 a real black girl, uh, has been, um, um, you know, kind of given kudos for taking, um, really tough stances, uh, you know, as a, as an African-American, uh, you know, uh, athlete in a, in a, in a non-traditional sport. Um, and what has been, uh, embraced and was immediately embraced when she, you know, decided to, uh, to settle down, uh, with a white man. That's not true for, for us, for, as far as I think women, black women were receptive to it. And, were, and, and I know I was like, that's all get, get it. You know, if you're going to do it, Serena, do it. I mean, you know, he's, nice looking guy and he's um extremely wealthy um and then on top of that serena dated a lot of black men prior to getting married to her to her husband um who made for whatever reason those relationships didn't work out what i found interesting is that black men these same black men who are fawning over kim kardashian and fawning over these other um women who are not african-american were bothered by the fact that, I mean, real bother by the fact that Serena Williams made a decision to marry a white man. And I thought it was hilarious. I don't have a problem. I will tell you when, if we're out 
and I see a, a black woman with a white man, does I don't bat an eye. I just take a look. She's like, okay. Um, conversely, when I see a black man with a white woman, it, it, it does something to me. And I think primarily my experience has been those guys who ha- are married to white women, not all the time. This is a ge- very generalized statement. So I recognize this is in the, not in all situations. They have a tendency when they are, when they get married uh, or when they're dating a um, white woman to down sisters. They talk badly about African American mm. women. They criticize African American women. Be be if you if that's who you've decided to date, be be sure with yours. You love who you love. To use your phrase, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. Be focused on her. But what they tend to do, based on my observation, again, this is a generalization, is they they will down sisters and expl- try to feel and feel compelled to explain the reason why they made a decision to date or marry this white woman. And their explanation, nine times out of ten, is downing black women and saying, well, she wasn't supportive or she just was always arguing. It's always something negative. Conversely, Sabrina, uh, Serena Williams or any other, I've never known for a black woman who is married or dating a white man to, to justify her doing so to the black community. Who's asking questions. If they ask questions, downing, downing brothers. I've never seen that happen. I've never seen a black woman say, well, the reason I'm dating this white man is because y'all can't get y'all stuff together or y'all got bad credit or y'all got 50 million baby mamas. I've never heard that being done where conversely brother, I've seen brothers do that. Okay. So, and I, and I can, and uh, honestly say that um, I have uh, heard uh, both sides. I have heard uh, black men who decide that they want to uh, that they want to date outside of their race um, that, you know, have some, you know, very negative experiences and uh, stereotypes against black women. And I also uh, hear and I think, you know, in my opinion, I hear a little bit of the hypocrisy in what you're saying now. Uh, I also hear this um, this pass, you know, that you, you get to have as a, as a black woman because um, you know, there's, because there's not an, an uh, enough available black men. And so you, so you're, you're, you're left with no choice or, um, you know, you've, you've dated your share of black men. And so now you, again, now you kind of get a pass. Now it's okay for you to, uh, decide to, to, um, uh, to, you know, to, to, to marry a white man. And then, and then, and then you went farther to say, you know, he's, 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 uh, he's, you know, he's affluent, you know, he has money, he has this, he has this. So, so now there's this litmus test that as long as he can, you know, kind of pass these things, I didn't say then, that. then you, then you get a, then you get a pass That's if, not you, what if, I said. if you decide to choose it, but it's not, you know, but it, but it doesn't feel like it, it, uh, it, it goes, it goes, uh, in the, it goes the other way. That's so. not, that, that, that is not what I said. What I said was Serena Williams dated black men before several black men. Common, and she dated Common. She did another. She dated another brother, and for in whatever whatever reason, we are not friends. I don't know the details of their relationships, but for whatever reason, those relationships did not work out. And so she she met and married the guy that is the founder of Reddit, who happens to be extremely wealthy. So I'm not mad about that at all. I mean, you know, just um, she she was dating other men that were married and. Uh, not married, but they were, they were, does pretty good. Does yeah, they pretty were well wealthy and were, so. you know, mm-hmm. had, you know, were doing well for themselves, but for whatever reason, those relationships didn't work out. So again, my issue is I, I receive and accept the fact that my position is hip, is, uh, is hypocritical. Thank you. There's hypocrisy in it. I get it. I don't care. I stand by it. 
I have a problem when black men date white women and I don't have a problem when black women date white men. And the main reason is because when y'all do it, the explanation, when people come for you and ask you, well, why you can find a sister to date, you all blame us for the reason that y'all chose to marry the white girl, which is fine. If you choose, that's what you choose. You love who you love. Do you, but don't blame us for the reason why you made a decision to date, to date someone outside your race. That's you. That's fine. So, uh, I'm probably going to verify, uh, or confirm what it is that you're saying. Cause I'm going to share a little story. Um, when I moved to Pennsylvania, uh, right after I graduated from, uh, from college, my first job out of school was in a small town, was a small town, was smaller town, smaller community, uh, in Pennsylvania where there, um, where there probably weren't a whole lot of African-American, uh, women. Um, and I was approached by, and subsequently started dating uh, a white girl. So, um, uh, and I'm not going to go into all of the details of that relationship, but he was, he was one of the things that I, uh, found very interesting and this was after she had gotten pretty comfortable uh around me and we had really kind of started kicking it pretty hard and she had black girlfriends and she had uh, she had dated black guys before so um and not that she was trying to you know pretend as if she was black or or, or, or whatever but um but one of the things she said to me was i found really really fascinating i hadn't really thought about it she says key don't take this the wrong way and obviously when somebody says don't take something the wrong way you're always going to be on guard but what she said was, you know, Keith, I've got black girlfriends and my black girlfriends. I just don't understand how you guys, black guys, even choose them. And this was tough. This was tough for me to hear because she says, because the girls that I hang out with, the black girls that I hang on, seems like they give their black men and their black boyfriends a really, really hard time, like for no reason at all. So y'all want somebody that's complicit and just does what the hell y'all say, tell them to do. And so um, uh, to your point. Uh, it did give me pause. It did give me, uh, have me to start kind of thinking about that for a minute because, um, mm, no, I can't say that all black women that I have dated quote unquote, give me a hard time for no reason at all. But I think what she was suggesting is, it's the same thing that a lot of brothers would probably attest to, which is the one thing that, um, that a white girl is probably going to do when you are in a relationship with her, I'm just going to pull the veil back a little bit here. Um, is she's going to wake up in the morning. And she is going to be perfectly content with who she is in society. She's a white woman. in Because she has so privilege. So she exactly. can. Exactly. And so that's my point. And so if you're in a relationship with somebody who is, you know, starting out, you know, first thing so in the morning. So it's easy for y'all. Angry about who she is and angry We're, about her experience and angry about pause, what she's got to go, go through and, and, and go through that day uh, over the course of that day. Then that is one less thing that we want to deal with in a relationship with someone. So does it add some stress onto the relationship that people might look at you funny? Yes. But does it also take away a lot of stress from a male, a male per, uh, perspective and from a man's point of view to not have to deal with that particular extra dynamic? I will tell you that it's pretty, uh, it's, it, it is, it's pretty gratifying for some. So here's a problem that I have with that whole, first of all, her comment, but that's pr privilege allowed her. Um, the ability to stay in that space and say that to you. But notwithstanding all of that, this whole concept that black women walk around angry all the time, shit, we're tired. So, so we're tired and we have the weight of the world on our shoulder. So angry is probably not the best um, description, but exhausted is. And at the end of the day, it would seem to me that if you are a brother, you would want someone who understands and can empathize and can sympathize and can be down for you when, when this world brings weight on your hand, but brings weight on your shoulder because this world is real jacked up. Now, if what you're seeking is easy 
And what, what you're seeking is you want to wake up to someone that don't, she don't have to worry about a single thing ever. Then then go, go for it. That's on you. But to me, the beauty of the, the beauty of black women is the fact that we are, despite the challenges that we face on a day to day basis, that we're still able to thrive and we still have your back. The other thing that I find so interesting is black men will focus and say, using your example, well, you know, it's just much easier. She don't have, she doesn't have the anger that you all seem to have and always kind of um, being so hard on y'all. The other thing that I would like you like brothers to recognize is anytime brothers have BS going on with them, black chicks are ride or die consistently, consistently. If there's something that goes on relative to a brother being um, beat down by the things that are going on in this world, sisters consistently, even when y'all do what's wrong, even when you all um, just are disrespectful, even when you all just talk out the side of y'all mouth. You all, we still are there to support you all. And I find it so interesting that when you have situations like Mike Brown, Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, um, Trayvon Martin, when you have these young black men who are being shot down in the street, or you have the folks in Starbucks, the black men that were arrested in Starbucks, or you have black men who are being challenged and being beat up and being threatened by um, society, by law enforcement, the people that are most vocal about supporting you all are black women, black women. I very rarely hear white women standing on a front in the front of a television camera fighting to the death of y'all. Colin Kaepernick has a black woman by his side. Why? Because she's ride or die. When, when, when Donald Trump came out and called NFL players, MFs, sisters were the ones that were on the, well, whatever he called them. He, uh, and specifically talking about the black um, um, football players, it was sisters who consistently come out and and are taking people to task for um, in support and in protection of our black men. But conversely, we don't get the same respect. So if the, so if so if the feeling is that we're somehow angry, we having a, ch- a chip on our shoulder, primarily it's because, and I can only this is general statements because every all sisters don't feel that way. But I can tell you the ones that I do talk to and the ones that I do know, if you feel that there's anger or hostility, it's because we feel as a collective body, we consistently have brothers' backs, and our feeling is that y'all always don't have ours. So if the, you make a decision to choose to go to the white woman you're going to get snide looks from us because our thing is despite the fact you have sisters right now who have white men that are interested in them but they made a conscious decision that i love my brother so much that i'm going to sit here and try to be try to figure out try try to be available um so i can be in a relationship with a black man because well y'all we love y'all that much okay so we will absolutely get into this question of y'all figuring out um, hmm. what it takes or what it, what it means uh, from our perspective to be in a relationship with us in an upcoming, uh, on an upcoming podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, I, I, uh, I hear you. Uh, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate what you are suggesting with respect to sisters having our backs. Uh, I will only, you know, uh, offer this food for thought. And that is um, you might rarely hear white women who, stand up and affirmatively uh, and loudly uh, come to the defense of uh, black men when there is injustice against black men. Um, but they, they absolutely exist and they, and there are some that do. And, and the only thing I would offer to you is 
is that every once in a while a brother might decide because it is a free country. And again, I, I, I think I think that there was a lot of dynamics going on with the civil rights movement. And I think that Dr. King fought um, for equality uh, for black people more than anything else. But at the end of the day, when segregation was um, was was ended, um, you know, to the to the uh, to the benefit of of uh, whatever integration brought for us. Um, it also meant the kind of the breaking down of that wall. And and I'm a proponent of and we're going to get into this uh, when we start talking about uh, issues of homosexuality and how that affects our communities as well. But I'm a proponent of you can't help who you love. And I think that uh, and it was Keisha Cole who said that in a song, uh, one of my favorite songs um, by her, as a matter of fact, uh, that really just kind of resonates with me. And if you can't help who you fall in love with, sometimes there's tall people who fall in love with short people and people who have a lot of money that fall in love with poor people. And everybody sits back and starts to judge and says, well, they are so different. They shouldn't be apart. They don't look good together, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a, I believe that who you fall in love with is who you fall in love and with. And that's all fine and good. So if you, if, if you fall in love with who you fall in love with, own that and don't blame and don't ridicule and chastise and talk down down about black women because you fell in love with who you fell in love with. Period. That's my only point. That's that is my that is my only point. And in terms of um, I use Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian sisters as a, is a reason why y'all steady checking for women that don't look like you and you end up with all types of problems when you align, align with certain people that let me get off that topic. You can edit that out for the record. Now we definitely got to keep that in. And for the record, uh, Kanye was crazy before Kim mm. Kardashian came along and Kim Kardashian is fine as hell. And she's, and, so, and she's crazy. And that Nana got uh, all of them, that Nana for all of them got all of them going crazy. Well, that's all right. Well, that I mean, that's some crazy Nana. So well, anyway. anyway, well, let's, <clears throat> let's, um, let's end this on the whole notion of, of, uh, of the kids, right? The impact of the kids and racial relationships on, kids kids i would i will say this before you move on to that Mm -hmm. i will say and this is being in full transparency i will tell you and i know we talked a little bit about this last night um that the one thing i of the many things that i admire president barack obama about of the many things i admire him for i am i will tell you that when he initially without having seen his wife when he was a senator and when he first announced before he you know there was rumors and scuttlebutt about him running for president. I think a lot of people, if they're honest, just assumed that because he, he was who he was and the level and status that he had at the time, and because his mom was white, he was a biracial product of a biracial relationship, and he was raised by his white grandparents in Hawaii, um, and had just this diverse um, background, that we assumed that his wife was not going to look like us. And so I think sisters have this. Um, affinity and admiration and huge amount of respect for President Obama because his wife is a sister. Full lips, full hips, will wear her natural hair, is unapologetically black. And so for us, that just, that to me was just confirmed that you can achieve, black men can achieve anything they want to achieve period but it's so much it's it is much more comforting and i think you have a space to lay your head and just be embraced when you do it when you have a sister by your side that's not saying that it can't happen when you have other people by your side but i just i know that i personally 
um, just that that's one of the many reasons why I do admire him because um, his the, the woman the, the woman on his arm is Michelle Laverne Robinson from the south side of Chicago well and I, reminds and looks like me my mama my sister and a lot of other my girlfriends well so. I'll tell you what it is a good segue into the whole notion of mixed race uh, um, children uh, children that come from interracial relationships because um, our 44th president in fact was uh, a, a biracial child uh, whose mom was white um, and uh, still considered himself uh, a black child, a black person, uh, grew up in a, in a, uh, in a, a, a black environment um, and, uh, and, and was, it was in a very diverse environment, I should say, uh, until, you know, until he uh, hooked up with, uh, until he hooked up with Michelle and, and, and dated about historical accounts, uh, dated women of different uh, races before settling um, settling with Michelle, who is a, who is in fact a bad chick. So it really kind of brings into, into question, um, you know, what, what happened there? What was he, was he as a biracial person? Was he in fact just simply a black man? I don't, I don't think a lot of people, when they talk about president Barack Obama say, well, you know, the fact of the matter is he wasn't really black. He was biracial. You mm-hmm. do, you do hear it sometimes. But I think at the end of the day, people see him as black. That's really the question. Some 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 biracial children are very very fair skinned There are biracial children who have, um, you know, curly blonde hair mm-hmm. uh, and blue and blue eyes, and you can you know, and just by physical appearance, you may not even know uh, that they are in fact fifty percent African American from someone who is a brown skinned person. So, um, and so the issue really becomes, uh, you know, is it culture? Uh, is it race? Um, is it blood? Is it lineage? I mean, what is it that, that, you know, that, that makes, that makes a, a black child? Well, society, I mean, you know, we talked about this last night too. Um, race is a, is a social construct. So that's, you know, used to divide and separate people, but notwithstanding that the government decide, I mean, you know, you think about slave, slave time, if you had a drop of black blood, um, in you, then you were considered black. And so, I mean, you have, um, um, I, I guess it, society would view you as, as, as such. I mean, you know, unless you are extremely fair skin and can do what's called passing, um, where nobody knows, and there's plenty of people who have, um, then society is going to view you as, view you as, as being black, regardless of what it is that you call yourself. And I, I'd be interested to know kind of what some biracial, um, um, folks consider themselves because you do you feel that if you consider yourself black that you're denying the other side of you um the biracial folks that i know consider themselves black um and i think that's how society um i don't think and they th- think they do it not to um ignore the other side that created them because i think they love both parents um but the biracial um, folks that i know consider themselves black they associate with being black they align themselves as black um you know society views them um um as black americans um and so you know one of the things that my what's interesting in the statistics that you shared as i'm looking at the screen um and this implicit and explicit bias is the response time of biracial of the biracial folks that were polled um and one of the things my father would say frequently, and we would kind of chuckle when he said it, but it makes plenty of sense. The response times of the biracial folks on this explicit bias and implicit bias test um, demonstrate that 
that the way that you cure race relations in this country, and this is Gerald A. Williams theory, is that you encourage interracial dating. And my father's thought was a grandfather, a grandmother, a white grandmother or white grandfather can't hate their black or biracial or brown grandchild. That's not always the case, but um, that that is a lot of the case. And so um, there's 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 some there's something to be said about that. You know, is does the does by interracial relationships and does interracial marriage and the production of biracial children um, is that the I don't know if secure, but does that assist with this whole um, division that's amongst black and brown folks in this country? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I think racism, racism in this country is institutionalized. So there are some challenges there. But I think just in terms of how you see each other and how we treat one another, it's kind of hard to mistreat someone that has some of your blood running through them, even though they look um, a little browner than you do. So I think your father was a wise man. Uh, and I, th- I think, you know, preference is one thing. Uh, I do believe that you should, you know, even if you have a preference for one versus the other, regardless of what race you are, I think you have a right to choose who you want to be with. And I do believe that if you look at how just how institutionalized racism is, um, that one of the things is this, this probably going to uh, start to eradicate those attitudes, even, uh, even, um, faster at a faster rate is the fact that there are so many biracial children now and they're biracial uh children even those who who consider themselves black um that i think are uh are changing the conversation if you think about people like alicia keys and mariah mm-hmm. carey and Holly berry i mean these are individuals who have are very accomplished popular um uh you know performers and and people in pop culture uh, and, and, and even though society still sees them as black people, uh, the reality is, is I, I think it's at their heart. Most of them are going to be hard pressed to say that they're going to carry the same attitudes of the <clears throat> the people that, you know, that that, uh, that help to shape uh, our attitudes as well. So I think it's a very interesting, uh, interesting conversation. So we want to appreciate uh, tell you how much we appreciate everyone, um, you know, joining us for uh, this episode. Um, you know, in, a, in an upcoming episode, we we are going to get into this notion of uh, why are there so many uh, single black women and why are black men not choosing black women? Um, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, again, my name is Keith of One Black Man's Opinion. And I am Monica of Journey to Mommy. And we uh, we thank everyone for jo- joining the Soul Purpose Show. Peace. Wherever we go, wherever we go, wherever we go.